Hi, and welcome to Creeps and Crime Storytime. My name is Charlie. And my name is Sophie. And we've got another case for you. Oh my god, Woo! what a shock. Oh my uh, god, I'm so surprised. That's why surprised. we're here again. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so obviously last week we had quite a famous case. We had the murder of Travis mm. Alexander by Jodie Arias, who is definitely one of the most bonkers fucking nutcases that we've ever had like i don't know of anyone else who would routinely just hide in their victim's wardrobe and vacuum (laughs) their house at 3am just just for shits and giggles that wasn't even the death night that was just some random pastime like Mm -hmm. a hobby yeah I can't think of anyone else that used to fucking Michael Myers in somebody's wardrobe for no fucking reason. No. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so today I decided to... I wanted the next case to be something a little more obscure. So it's not like a really... It's not like a completely unknown case. Obviously, it's been in the news, it's been in the media, but it's nowhere near as big and famous as... I don't know what Charlie's covering today. Yeah, so I've refused to tell Sophie what this is. So we don't know... We don't know what this is going to be mm-hmm. yet. Um, but I don't know if you'll have heard of it. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think I'm I'm very curious. So tonight. we'll find out. If to you have out. heard of it, I hope that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard of it, you enjoy I it. I will enjoy it. <laughs> so we're going to start. We're going to go straight back to the 26th of May, 1990. Oh, okay. So, so this is there. a while ago. So we're going a little bit. I suppose like the kids now will call it vintage. Which makes no, me a won't. bit fucking miserable. No. <laughs> it makes me feel no, old as balls. Kids these days don't know how to speak yet. That's true, actually. So that's it. oh, it's all that new kid slang that I'm too old to understand. Oh, yeah, the Y2K thing. No, Y2K is not new. Is it not? No, oh. Y2K is like from 2000. It's from oh. 1999. We've well, talked sure about this. <laughs> Sophie, I think Whoops. you're still under a rock. So I'm under the <laughs> The 26th of May 1990 was a Saturday, and 40-year-old Marlene Warren was spending the morning with her family. That's a nice name. I know, right? She was a nice lady. So her son, Joe, 21, had some friends over, and at 10.45am, they were sitting together having a late breakfast. That sounds fun. I have not been able to find out what they were having for breakfast. I did want to know. In my head, it's pancakes. Shit, me too, with bacon. Uh, no, not not for me. No, me. I mean, and them. Waffles, definitely bacon, pancakes. pancakes with bacon. Defi- defi- bacon. There's definitely syrup involved somewhere. Yes, yes, so yes, there is. in my brain, they're having pancakes, but who knows. Um, but I did find out the friends were called Jean, Wendell, Wendell? Fuck. Jean, Wendell, and Mindy. So oh, they all cute. sound really cute. That, yeah. It's proper, like, wholesome American sounding. Yeah. Like, so it sounds really cute. They were almost done with breakfast when a white Chrysler LeBaron pulled into the driveway and someone knocked at the door. Right. And Marlene got up to go answer it. And oh. Sophie, we've got our first multiple choice. Oh, shit. This early. Oh, that's quick. What do you think was on the other side of the door? A. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody was there. A van doesn't drive itself. What's B? B. <laughs> B, her ex-husband. Ooh. C, someone dressed as a clown. D, a man she didn't know in a dark suit and glasses. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's tempting because, C, I know of a case where, um, I just want to say because potential spoilers if we ever do cover another time. Um, I'm going to go with C. With the creepiest answer being yeah. C, a clown, yes. you would be absolutely correct. Yeah. Oh. So a Ooh. clown with a bright orange wig 
full face paint in a big, baggy, colourful outfit. That's creepy Was as on fuck. the other side of the door. Why? The unknown clown Ooh. handed Marlene gifts. Unknown? Yep, so That's she creepy. received a basket of red and white flowers and two balloons. Is there a bomb in it or something? No. One of the balloons was red and heart-shaped and said, You're the greatest. Oh, and the other balloon cool. had a picture of Snow White on it. Clowns are not nice. Like, no. I don't find clowns scary by themselves. No, it's the people that are I find, clowns. like, clowns to be kind of... It makes me feel kind of cringy and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like... I know, obviously, being afraid of clowns is, like, a thing. I don't have, like, a fear of clowns. I just find them kind of cringy and weird. Same, yeah. I'm not, like, afraid of them. But yeah. when people as clowns are doing stuff like this... That's where I draw the line. Yeah. That's not not scary. <laughs> yeah. So Joe heard his mother say, quote, oh, how nice, end quote. And then he heard a sound that he initially thought was one of the balloons popping. Oh, no, 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 no. However, no. when he saw her fall to the ground, he knew immediately that something was terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. So Joe ran to the door and he locked eyes with the disguised stranger standing in the open doorway. Oh, that's scary. And he vividly remembers that only part of the clown's face that wasn't covered in a thick layer of makeup was the eyes. Ooh. So the clown had deep brown eyes. That's... Just imagine this thick layer of like stage paint yeah. on somebody's face. So they looked at each other for a moment, and the clown turned around and walked away. That's eerie. They walked away. Yeah, exactly. Like, slowly, movie villain style. So the clown walked away from the... Like, turned around, walked away, calmly got into the white car that was parked up, and Mm -hmm. just drove down the street. That's... Never answer your door. (laughs) So, attention now fully back on his mother, Joe could see that poor Marlene had been shot in the face at close range. That's disgusting. She was seriously injured. So Joe and his friends ran from the house and they were calling for help at the top of their lungs. You have to remember this is 1990, so there's no mobile phones, no cell phones. Um, I can only assume that the Warren household had a landline, but obviously Mm -hmm. in this moment of complete panic, Joe and his buddies might not have thought about it. So they literally ran out of the house shouting and screaming. Um, One of Marlene's neighbours is a guy called Bill Kramer. Mm. He was out walking his dog when all this happened and he was close by the Warren's house and he heard a sound that he thought was a nail gun. So he thought it was like an industrial kind of nail gun used in construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, He then saw Joe and his friends run from the house making a lot of noise and one of them shouted, quote, they've shot Joey's mother, end quote. That's so sad. It's pretty horrific. So Bill was close by his own house too and his wife came out and she sort of like took control of the situation. That's good. So she told, I want to say she told the kids because it's Marlene's son but they're all like 20 so they're not really kids. Yeah, they're like adults. But anyway, so she told them all stay here Mm. and she got on the phone to emergency services and an ambulance came and a pretty desperate situation presented itself to the paramedics. Mm -hmm. So Marlene was gravely injured and there was a lot of blood. The basket of flowers was still in the open doorway and the balloons were close by. The crime scene photos from this are eerie. It's creepy. Because they're all like 1990, like actual like film photos. They're not digital photos. They're like film photographs. So they have Mm. that sort of like like the green physical sort of slightly grainy. The colours aren't quite right. Mm. And it's just like this very like Everything's kind of stark looking. And there's yeah. this basket of flowers next to like a white towel with blood on it on the floor. And it just it just doesn't look right. And then there's a yeah. there's another picture, I'll put them on the Instagram, of it looks kind of like 
maybe like a railing in a house like where the stairs are or by like a like a room divider or something and there's these two helium balloons there and it it just looks like maybe like the background of a party or something yeah like some kind of occasion but it's like you know like you know why they're there and it's not good so Obviously, flowers and balloons are associated with celebration and joyful occasions, and seeing them at the scene of a murder is very contrasting. Mm -hmm. So obviously, people also typically associate memorials and funerals with flowers as well. So that symbolism is there, and it's creepy. Um, Marlene was rushed away by a team of paramedics and taken to West Palms Hospital, and she managed to hold on to life for two more days. Wow. Before she passed away from her injuries. That's shot in the face though. She was shot in the face. She managed to hold on for two days, but she never woke up. (sighs) So before we get right into the middle of the police investigation, I want to look a little bit into who Marlene was and about her life Mm. before she got killed. Yeah. So let's go back. We're going back in time. So Marlene grew up in Michigan with her parents and she had two sisters. Nice. So they spent a lot of time during her childhood visiting her grandparents and the family has lots of memories of them all together at Marlene's grandparents' farm. That's a good one. So Shirley, I think their last name is Twing. (laughs) <laughs> no, has spoken yeah has so spoken cute. to court tv about how kind marlene was and that even as a child she was always kind to others around her and Aww. would do anything for her family that and her dad sweet. bill said that as a child she was always courteous and respectful so she sounded like a really great little from kid. the start she was a lovely human yeah marlene also really liked to paint She was very good at drawing and painting and something... So this is kind of weird. So this is a bit of an eerie coincidence. So in the court TV documentary, Bill and Shirley show the crew room in their house. Like like, like they take the crew on a little tour around the house and they show them this room with several, like at least half a dozen large paintings of clowns. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. That's... No. Yeah, so... No. No, so... Most of them look sad. You know that sort of like stereotypical like sad clown thing? With a teardrop. Yeah. So most of them that they're quite well done. I feel sick. Like portraits. Yeah. Um By all means, probably very good artists. Yeah, so I think the art style favoured by her parents, because they had these paintings, like, well before anything happened to Marlene. Like, this is literally just a coincidence. So her Mm mum and dad have had these pictures for ages. It's an eerie coincidence. It's weird. So this art style favoured by her parents influenced Marlene's own creativity, because Shirley proudly holds up a large portrait of a clown that was painted by Marlene herself when she was a teenager. Ironically, I don't like this, this clown has an orange hairstyle and obviously the clown at the door that killed Marlene had a bright orange wig. The thing is, is the clown a stranger to Marlene or do they know about this clown drawing? We'll get to it. And the house full of clown portraits. <laughs> we'll get the house to full it. of clowns. It's a clown mean, house. But it's not. Yeah. So, but it's just kind of fucking weird. It's still eerie. But like, like this... This painting that Marlene did when she was a teenager is really good, especially yeah. when you think she was a teenager. It's mm-hmm. really good. I want to see it now. But it's, I'll put it on the gram, I'll show you. But it's just really weird that it's got the orange hair mm. and it's like, of all hair oh God, like it's, yeah, it's just terrible because obviously when she was a teenager, she had no idea as she was painting this that a clown with orange hair 
would shoot her and kill her yeah. in like 20 years time. Kind of makes me never want to draw anything again. It's terrible. It so me. the thing is, as off-putting as I find clowns and clown art, this yeah. painting is really good. Ooh. And Marlene obviously spent a lot of time fine-tuning her talent. So if I was Marlene's mother, I think I'd want to burn my entire collection of clown paintings after someone dressed as a clown murdered my daughter, but she's kept them all. And she said in this documentary that she feels like one in particular looks so sad because Marlene was killed. If it helps her cope, then... This is the sure. next thing I said. So my next line is, I don't really get it, but that's yep. one way to cope. And if she <laughs> yes. uses art to process her grief, who will be to tell her that she's wrong? Yeah. So lots of people have different coping mechanisms for dealing with mm -hmm. the death of somebody that they love. Absolutely. And if this helps, if this helps her feel better, then mm. that's good that she has that. It is, yeah. Um, so Marlene herself became a mother for the first time when she was only 15. Wow, that's young. She was really Gosh. young and her newborn son was named after his father, John Ahrens. So the couple would get married very young and have another child, Joe. Joe was the one that witnessed oh, the whole Joe, thing happen. So both children were still very young when a terrible accident happened. Marlene's husband was killed in a car crash. What? So, yeah. So oh, the young gosh. husband was killed when she was really young, leaving her alone with their two sons, and she was barely 20. That's really tragic. It's fucking this awful. poor girl. And that, yeah, that it's really, really sad. Gosh. So by the time she was 22, mm. things were looking up a little bit. Were they? So she met a guy, a young man, and fell in love with him, and they got married. Oh, um, He was actually three years her junior, so he was only 19 when they tied the knot. Wow. So she was That's 22, young. and he was 19, and yeah. that was like her second husband. <laughs> So, and he took on a fatherly role to Marlene's two sons. That's his good. name was Michael, and she took on his last name and became Marlene Warren. Okay. So, Michael had some family in Florida, so the young couple and their little family moved all the way down there. Was, was Disney in Florida built by then? Um, what year is this? 90-something, I think. No, it wasn't. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I know Epcot opened in 82. Was yeah. Magic Kingdom, like, 79? Was it earlier than that? I hope they went to Disney if they were in Florida. I... I really do. Can't remember when Disney World opened. Same. <laughs> oh, hang on, was it? I'm just imagining them all with Mickey hats No, I know stuff. Epcot was 82 because Epcot was built the same year David was born. So that's why I always yeah. remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think when we went. Mm. Was it the 50th? I think it was the 50th anniversary. Wow. And that was 2022. So that opened in... 1972. You can see the mouth sounding. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking, thinking, eyes wide open. Yeah, so it's that's 72, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Disney World was there. Nice. So Magic they Kingdom was there. I hope so. They maybe they went to Magic Kingdom. I'm going to have to chop some of that out because I was thinking about that <laughs> for too long. So, right, um, where am I up to? Yeah. So, Michael started working in a meatpacking factory. He was an inspector. Yeah. And, hey, it pays the bills. He's stinky, though. Uh, yep. And <laughs> over time, the two actually started a profitable little venture. So, Ooh. starting with one, they bought a property and rented it out. They ended up with a couple more and a couple more. And over the years, they had quite a decently sized network of rental properties that were bringing Ooh. in money every month. That's nice. So, I do have some opinions about people becoming professional landlords as careers. I have some quite strong opinions about this. Yes. I'm not going to go into it here because this isn't the time or the place. Mm -hmm. But I have opinions. Same. And Trust me, but... that's how I feel about it. Yep. Mm, but but yeah. But yeah, we're not we're not going to go there. Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, so they had enough money to live on quite comfortably. That's good. And Michael was able to quit his job as a meat inspector. So Marlene was doing pretty much all of the rental side of things. So all the success they had from that part of their income was down to her and her business acumen. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Michael was like, like I said, he quit his job as a meat inspector and he actually opened a car dealership. So the dealership was called Bargain Motors. What? You look confused. Well, yeah, they've gone from like professional landlords to I'm going to open a car store. Yeah. Why? So, so he was doing his meat thing. Yeah. She was doing the rental thing. He was able to quit that job and do the car thing, which is what he wanted to do. Oh, okay. But he couldn't afford to start up, to basically buy a dealership and start it from scratch. Fair enough. I mean, I so, have no idea how they work. So, I don't really get yeah. it. I mean, I know more now from doing this than yeah, I did before. Um, yeah, so he marketed his business. It was called Bargain Motors. So basically, he bought secondhand cars and sold them on again. Ah, right. Okay. So he Wonders. marketed his business as a cheap, easy solution to wanting to get a car. And it was quite successful. So they had a decent little life together. They built up a collection of 20 rental homes. And they were able to... Yeah, I know. That's quite a collection. It's, a lot. <laughs> it's quite a lot. So they were able to actually buy some land and a gorgeous house in Wellington, Florida. So there's a company called the Aero Club. So this 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 community it is. So oh. we'll get I'll describe it. <laughs> so the Aero Club in the was it eighty three? No, before eighty three. It was like early eighty maybe let's just say about 1980, they mm. moved into the Aero Club. So in the eighties you could build you could buy an acre of land That's right dope. and just build a custom house can i like the sims yeah that's I, basically I like wanna, the sims so they bought do that. so they bought so this whole place was really exclusive only rich fancy people lived here so they oh, bought right. an acre of land and you could just build a custom mansion I had a look into the aero club now do they still do it so nowadays all the plots have already got houses on because since the 80s, the, all the plots yeah. have been bought up and people have built their little Sims houses on them. Yeah. Um, but all the houses that are there are obviously huge and fancy because they're people's Sims houses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of amenities in that area as well. There are some top-rated schools and private golf courses, equestrian showgrounds. And the reason it's called the Aero Club is because in the middle of this like very fancy like hoity-toity community, <laughs> there's actually a runway for landing your private plane. What? Yeah. Sorry, what? Yeah. And some of... What? Yeah, and some of the houses actually have, like... Helipads. I was going to say, like, parking spots, but (laughs) it's like a hangar where you can just park your private plane. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So I've had a look to see what houses in the area go for now, and the average price is about $4 million. Am I going through a culture shock right now? I think so. This is how the other half live, Sophie. What? I know. So Marlene fucking loved it here oh i can she imagine she loved it so she loved socializing with all the fancy people she was hobnobbing yeah and she loved mingling I'm and the thing the is she earned it with her smart business decisions she so she made this moolah and she mm-hmm. was like i'm gonna like <laughs> treat myself treat myself she was about a little treat house. <laughs> yeah. so michael was cool. not as natural when it came to this sort of thing he wasn't mm. massively sociable and he didn't really like their fancy lifestyle <laughs> so he liked the money yeah. And he liked being able to do what he enjoyed, but yeah. he wasn't really a golf course and country club kind of guy. That's a shame. He did like being so close to a private runway. He actually <laughs> learned how to fly a plane and he bought a small plane of his own. Cool. Unfortunately, the plane was found with a busted engine. It was just found somewhere. What? Like I, loose. 
Yeah, just like by fuck? itself, the engine was broken. Well, why was the plane? He also loved. No, 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 the plane was found. Oh, they meant the... just the engine. No, moved. no, no. So the plane was found and the engine was broken, and that oh, was kind right. of it. So he also loved horse racing. Ra- <laughs> he loved horse racing. Yeah. He loved betting on horses, gambling on horses, watching the horse races. So essentially, he gambling. actually yes, he yeah. actually got into breeding horses himself. Like Ooh. like fancy ones. That sounds and expensive. It sounds expensive. It does sound expensive. And he one of the horses was actually stolen and found dead. Oh. Yeah, I know. Horse. I know. So he no. seemed to also attract trouble. So yeah. his plane was found dead, his horse was found dead. <laughs> like whether the trouble was directly his fault yeah. or whether he was just mingling with some dodgy people. I was gonna say, it was probably we don't really annoying know. too many people and but they were like people I'm break your stuff kept like, breaking his things. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, something mm. rather interesting happened in 1983. So Michael was actually arrested. What? So yeah, Michael Warren himself, Aww. the husband, was arrested. He got caught tampering with the cars at Bargain Motor. Thankfully, nothing outright dangerous, but still illegal. So we'll get into this. Mm. So he was fucking around with the odometers. Do you know what an odometer is? No, it's some kind of meter that goes whoop. <laughs> kind of. Is sort it the of. mile per hour meter? The dial? No. Whatever. You're not a million miles away, but you're not right either. Yeah, so, miles away. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, ha, ha. So the thing in a car that tracks the mileage. Oh, that. So, you know... Like, you have the little rectangular thing with the numbers and it ticks over. Yeah. Yeah, so that thing. Oh. So he was fucking around with that thing. So he would open it up and change it to make it read like it had been less far than it had been. Mm. Because if it had been less far, he could sell it for more money because it had been like used less. Condition. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Sneaky man. So this is illegal. Yeah. If you didn't illegal. know, you can't do that. Cool. And he was like, shit. <laughs> so he pled guilty to this. He was oh. like, I guess I did it. My goose was um, cooked. You're right. His lol. So he was sentenced to 15 months, but to be served on probation, not in jail. Oh, so. I know. You look really disappointed by this. Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, I don't really like the lifestyle, like staying at home anyway. He's on probation. It's just nothing to him. Exactly. So he served 15 months probation. He avoided jail time. And weirdly, he was able to keep running bargain motors. Why? You'd think that he he would have to do something else for work if his company was proven to be dodgy. Yeah, like that's fraud, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So he was allowed to keep running it. And I don't know if he kept fucking around with odometers after his arrest, but mm. who he might have done. Who knows? Because he basically got away with What's it. What's to stop him? Like, because they'd caught him doing it, and they yeah. gave him a little slap on the wrist and sent him back home to sell dodgy cars again. Yeah, to just carry on doing that. Exactly. So, mm, I don't know. Whatever. So, the couple basically lived separate lives at this point. So, Marlene was really mm. focused on the rental business, and Michael just wanted to deal with cars and bet on horses. <laughs> so, things <laughs> seemed to be sort of coasting stark. by at this point. So, they kind of found their little rhythm and they settled into it and they were just like getting by hmm. i imagine that michael's arrest had caused a bit of friction in the home because obviously that yeah. doesn't really align with like hoity-toity hobnobbing if yeah. your husband's been arrested for fucking around with second-hand cars no it's pretty embarrassing it's it's quite embarrassing i'd yeah. be embarrassed if, be embarrassed. if i was married to a little shit stain that was like tampering with odometers yeah, i'd be going through a divorce yeah me too mm. so the thing is, outwardly, things seem to be kind of on track. Yeah, relatively on track. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, in yes. 1988, 
another terrible tragedy would mark Marlene's life. No. So her oldest son, John, would be killed in a car accident just like his father all those years before. Why? I know. No. I know. This I is know. not fair. It's not great. It's not great. No, so this is when the marriage think. started to really go off track. Mm. Obviously, grief and death often cause a lot of tension in relationships, and many marriages end because of the death of a child. It's true. Lots of people mm. who... Like, you see it all the time in um, parents of children who've been murdered. Like, the parents' relationship does not survive it. Mm-hmm. Like, they end up divorcing because it's just so stressful that they just can't stay together anymore. Um, and obviously John Ahrens wasn't murdered but he did die tragically and yeah they just sort of drifted apart even more than they already had been Um, however that doesn't mean that neither of them wanted comfort oh if you see where I'm going where you're going so in fact Michael sought comfort but not from his wife from his work Maybe. Uh-oh. He so, likes cars a bit too much. <laughs> no, no, not the cars. Not, not the odometers. So two years after John was killed, yeah. so in 1990, at the very beginning of 1990, okay. Michael hired a couple to work at Bargain Motors, Richard and Sheila Keane. Mm. So they had previously... <laughs> so if you just gave a look like, hmm, mm. and her eyebrows were like Keen way up. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. Thank That's you. very good. This is why you're my co-pilot. I need it right now. <laughs> so, um, where was I up to? So, yeah, they had previously worked doing car repossessions, so they were familiar with working in the auto industry. That's and useful. they actually did repo work for Michael, but they hadn't been working there for very long when Richard and Sheila separated. Oh, that's awkward. Yep, it's real awkward. Separate a couple in the workplace? Yep. So Michael, yikes. So Michael and (laughs) Sheila apparently got like very close. That's even worse. Yep. So so he literally employed her and then he's like, hey, baby. I see you've got problems. I see you've got problems. (laughs) Because like, I'm employing your ex-husband as well. So so the two would be seen taking extra long lunch breaks at work together. And Michael even started paying for Sheila's rent, seeing as she wasn't living with her husband Richard anymore. With whose money though? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. So, however, the two would deny to those that knew both of them there was anything more than friendship going on. Bullshit. Yep. So they didn't want to admit anything more than that, despite the fact that Sheila was newly single. Mm -hmm. I know. So Michael wasn't ready for the world to know that he was having an affair behind his wife's back. Five months after he got to know Sheila, Marlene would be dead, shot in the face in the doorway of her own home. I think we know who did it. <laughs> Episode done. Someone will solved. know about the clowns. <laughs> and he's got the um the whole past repeating itself thing in his mind. I'm sure he wouldn't mind a little throwback to something she did. To Probably. Bring him to way. So let's carry on. So May twenty sixth, nineteen ninety. Yeah. So two days later, which is May twenty eighth. Marlene was pronounced dead in hospital and the police began to investigate her murder. So they initially suspected Michael because, let's face it, the biggest cause of death for women is men. Yeah, usually their partners. Yeah, but he had an alibi. So he was at the racetrack watching and betting on horses all morning. Yeah, but did the horses see him? I don't think so, but he was there. Sure. Lots of yeah. So lots of witnesses mm. put in that. I think there's probably security footage. Like he was he was there. Okay, and we can trust that there's no like red herring trap. No, no, no. I'm me. I'm not doing 
a red herring. Not being sneaky. I promise I'm not being sneaky. Oh, well, in the hour that there was a 10-minute window where he went pew, you know, or something. No, no, no. He was at the racetrack. sometimes. He was there. He was there. Okay. Okay. There was no question about it. He could not have pulled the trigger. (laughs) All right. But that doesn't mean that the police stopped keeping an eye on him. So they were like, you couldn't have done it. But we still don't really like you very much. <laughs> You're still kind of dodgy. We don't like you. We're going to keep an eye on Yeah. So it also <laughs> meant that because they were keeping an eye on Michael and they were looking at everything that he was doing, they found out about Sheila. Ooh, so Sheila okay. was now on their radar. What if Shall Sheila did it? we talk a little bit about who Sheila is? Oh, shit. What Would if- you like to know some more? Yes. I think my brain glitched. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So, <laughs> so Sheila is a Florida native. So she grew up in South Florida in a kind of like one of those small rural towns. Yeah. So there was a lot of cows and probably lots of gators because of Florida. Were they her friends? I don't know. But she was... Not. The thing is, she was absolutely fucking stunning when she was younger. So she was beautiful when was she, she was younger. Clown? No, I what said she was beautiful. I'm not telling you. We're not going there yet. No. <laughs> Shush. So, I've seen pictures of her when she was younger. Mm. Mug shots. And oh, she was really what? beautiful. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. beautiful criminal? Beautiful criminal. In so, Florida? No. <laughs> no. That's never happened. A criminal in Florida? So, however, her prettiness didn't mean that she was a fantastic person. Nope. So, she had a criminal record quite young. She got arrested for shoplifting. Oh. So, she hung around with the wrong crowd, and she liked older men. Did she ever grow weed in Tupperware? No. Oh. Okay. Oh. So she was actually in her late teens when she met and dated Richard, who she would go on to marry. She was in her late teens. He was almost 40. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, so it's about time they split up. It was overdue. <laughs> so the thing time. is, like... Because that sounds pretty like, illegal to I me. have a bit of an age gap with my husband. Yes. But 20 years is a lot. Especially when one of the parties is so, so young. Because at this point, the age gap between them is longer than her entire life. That's that's weird. So the gap between their ages is longer than she's been alive on this planet. Yeah, that's creepy. Which is like, mm, that's a bit much, in my opinion. And to top it it all off, he was not a good guy. No. It's not as if he was this great, amazing person. Mm. So he was like, racist. Oh. And not, like, casually racist, no. but, like, he actually used to be in the KKK. Put him in the bin. But, yeah, so oh, he boy. was, like, super racist. Kill. He made it, like, a hobby. It was, like, That's a group activity stuff. kind of racist. Why? So. Why? He also trafficked weed. What? Which, to be honest, I don't think weed is the biggest no. problem that this guy no. has. But no. it's still illegal. And he had no problem dealing it. He had no. no problem with breaking the law if he thought it would benefit him. Yeah. So he got arrested for it and ended up in a prison in Georgia. And Sheila moved to Georgia to be close with him while he was in jail. No. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a red flag, not a, it, I'll move with you, honey. Yeah. No. Some people are like this, though. 
Mm, so the true. pair moved back to Florida once he was out of the slammer and they started working at Bargain Motors. So that's oh, when all this sort of happened. Yeah. So I've not been able to find a primary source for this, but I found some info that said that Michael, Sheila and Richard would run a bit of a scam out of Bargain Motors. Ooh. So apparently Sheila would pose as a sex worker yeah. and get men who bought cars from the dealership to go to hotels with her. Then mm. Michael and Richard would like pop out armed and repossess the car. So basically they'd sell the cars and then steal them back so they could sell them again. Do you follow? I I do, but it's just very stupid. Yeah, so I haven't been able to find a concrete source for this, but I it like it has been said. If it's true, it's really interesting. And it also aligns with what we already know about the three of them. So all of them at this point already have criminal records for scamming, stealing, and just general criming. General scamming. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't yeah. be out of character it for them to do me. this. That's it's the, the kind of thing that they've already kind of done. Like, I kind of believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as the months went on and the spring of 1990 came, Michael would visit Sheila a lot at her apartment that he was paying for. Right. And her neighbours actually assumed that they were married to each other. Oh, wow. It was that frequent. It was that frequent. Jesus. So we know that Michael liked to gamble. He liked to have obvious affairs. He scammed at work. He, he was not a classy dude. No. He was not. not. A nice guy. But he was also a bit of an idiot. Yes. So the police began to interview Michael's employees at Bargain Motors because they were like, mm, this guy might have been at the racetrack. Still don't mm, like him. Still don't like off. him. I'm just going to talk to his employees. Kind of get more of a measure on this guy. Mm. So mm. they did not have great things to say about him. No. So aside from telling the police about the obvious affair that he was having with Sheila, uh-huh. several employees also recounted conversations that they had had with Michael where he seemed to be dissatisfied with his marriage to Marlene. Uh, and I say seemed to be dissatisfied. What I really mean is that he would casually spoke to his own employees about having her murdered. No. Yeah. No. 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 (laughs) So he would apparently waltz into work after arguments with her, all angry and fired up, (sighs) and he would just bitch and moan to anyone that would listen. Yeah. And he would also offer to pay people $10,000 to kill Marlene. That's just at work, he would just no. casually offer them. That shouldn't be so, popping into your head. I you... think if someone I worked with did no. this, I would assume they're joking. I would assume that they're not very funny, yeah. but I would assume it wasn't serious. Yeah, absolutely. I can only hope that Michael's employees didn't actually think he was being serious, and they just thought he was an idiot. <laughs> so he was also quoted as saying, quote, I'll make somebody a rich man who will never have to work again if they just get rid of that woman, end quote. That what woman has you? got you your fucking fancy house with your yeah. ass stripping your and private plane. And that dealership plane. you're currently like, running shitty scams with. Yeah, like, maybe mm. have a bit more gratitude towards that woman. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm pretty sure that it doesn't look great if your wife gets killed just a couple of months later after you say all this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty incriminating. It's like, mm. Did you know? The thing is, he couldn't have done it. He was at the racetrack all morning. But what about... Sheila. Yeah. So the thing is, is police don't have an awful lot of evidence to go on. Mm. They don't actually have a lot of stuff. So the person who killed Marlene Mm -hmm. was clearly seen by multiple people leaving the residence. Yes, that's true. This happened. Mm -hmm. They know that there was a person dressed as a clown who shot her in the face and left. They know that for sure. Yeah. They could not be identified due to the disguise they were wearing. It was impossible Mm. to say who it was. The thing is, 
the car could be identified. Oh, yes. At least the police knew the make and the model. Wait, is it a car or a van? A car. So oh, it's a white okay. Chrysler LeBaron. Everybody was on the lookout for that car. The whole community had heard about what happened and people were on edge. Because remember, this is a very exclusive community oh, that they live yeah, in. Shit, it's fancy, like... everyone's rich. The houses mm. are fancy as fuck and only the rich can afford to live here. People just did not get shot in the face when they opened the door in Wellington, Florida. Yeah, no, That was just... not a thing that happened. So people were like, shit, there is a clown walking around shooting rich people. Yeah, here? this yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. So the car was eventually found after four days of searching for it. Ooh, after Marlene it? was killed. So it, this was actually the day before her funeral. Oh. It was in the car park of a Winn-Dixie. And a Winn-Dixie is a supermarket chain in the States. Okay. Um, so it was basically in like a Sainsbury's car park. Oh, okay. So just yeah, chilling. Yeah. And the store was only eight miles from the Warrens' home. So it wasn't really that far. They hadn't really no. driven it that far away. Mm. Obviously, it was immediately searched by the police. Yeah. So several important pieces of evidence were found inside the car, which tied the car to the crime. Was there a week? Not quite. So several <laughs> fibres were found, which yeah. looked suspiciously like orange wig hairs. And they were found on the floor of the car and on the bottom of a pair of black Converse-type shoes that were inside the car. Yeah. So the clown... Did not have, like, big, giant, floppy clown shoes. They were just wearing, like, Converse. What a fake clown. Yeah, but, like... So they were just wearing, like, Converse, and those shoes were left in the car, and they had Mm. some of the hairs on the bottom. Oh, so when they got out, they put the real clown shoes on. (laughs) Is is a a fucking clown, you fucking joker. Yeah. So similar fibres were also found on the string of one of the balloons that was left at the scene. So this was all sort of, like, coming together with these creepy hairs. tied together. Yeah, and there was also a few strands of long brown human hair. Not to, like, gender hairstyles, but that sounds like lady hair. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was. (laughs) So the thing is, DNA testing was not really a thing in 1990 just yet. It Mm. hadn't really... Like, like people knew that DNA existed. Yeah. It was kind of being used a bit. But here... There wasn't really enough. No. It's not as if there was, like, you know, a big old piece of skin or something. Yeah. But they were like, let's test the shit out of it. There were, like, three fucking hairs. And they were like, we don't really want to ruin this, so let's just maybe keep hold of it until things get a bit better. look at it under a microscope. Exactly. So the hair looked very much like Sheila's hair. It looked like her fucking hair. But they could not prove it yet. They just knew it looked really like it. Mm. So there's another interesting thing about the car. So this is a bit windy-windy, but stay with me, okay? Windy-windy. Yeah, so the car used in the murder was actually a rental car. Oh, from the dealership? No, it was a rental car. So the rental car belonged to a Payless, which is like a chain of rental car places in America. You know like how we have like Enterprise? Yeah. It was kind of like that. So Payless is like an American car rental dealership and it's like a chain, there's loads of them. Okay. Um, And it was from there. Right. So we already know that Michael Warren is a bit of a scammer. He likes to do some like dodgy dealings to get extra money, even when he doesn't need to, just because he likes being a fucking prick, right? So... He doesn't. He totally doesn't need to because his wife earns a buttload of money. Yeah, he's, he's just, just doing this. Just, he just likes fun. it. Yeah. So he designed flyers for his business to look almost identical to Payless flyers. Mm. So he intentionally wanted them to be the same, so that people would think that they were using Payless. Yeah. When really it was just his shitty dealership. That's awful. Yeah. And is that not so, copyright infringement? Yes. So, Ooh, but they crying. they were very similar, yeah. but I don't know if they were samey enough for a copyright claim. Um, Maybe nowadays because people sue each other all the time, but in yeah. 1990 at least it wasn't quite 
Maybe not. Exactly the same. Mm. Anyway, so I think he just hoped that people would call him up for correlated stuff, thinking that he was the big famous one. Yeah. So anyway, a couple rented this white Chrysler from a Payless, right? Okay. And this is like a month and a bit before the murder. And they rented it from a legitimate Payless dealership. They finished with the rental and they were like, we need to take it back. But they couldn't just pull out the phone and Google where the nearest Payless is because... Mm. This is 1990. So they found one of Michael's flyers and it looked, oh, oh, this is like what we need. We need this. And there was a phone number on it. So they phoned the number up and they were like, hey, we've got this car. We need to return it to you guys. And the person that answered the phone was like, yeah. (laughs) You know what? You do need to return it. Yeah. So that's what happened. So he was like, yeah, you just park it up in such and such a place. Leave the keys under the visor (laughs) on the inside. (laughs) And we'll come get it. This poor couple. So this couple did that. Oh, bless them. And what a shock. Do you know what happened? The car got stolen. Ooh. The car got mysteriously stolen. And not long after this, it got used in a murder. Oh. So I wonder who could have stolen can it I, and for what nefarious purpose. Can I just check? Because my mind won't leave this alone. What's the that? nice couple that rented it? Yeah. Did they get charged more because it became stolen? I don't know. Or lost? I, I don't think so. I, d- I don't think so. Because they didn't give it back to the right people. They didn't And they'll want to know where their car's gone. Yeah. I would hope that they didn't get charged. I hope they got their deposit back. Yes. Because it's not their fault that they ended up with a murder car. They didn't know it was going to be a murder car. They didn't know that. So I really hope that those nice people got their deposit back. Um, But I don't know. (laughs) Hope so. So at this point, what else could the police go on? I don't know. So there was evidence left at the house, after all, in the form of a basket of flowers and two balloons. Because they were brought to the scene by the perpetrator. Oh my god. How what? did the egg and the balloon did you, with the mouth? No, it was full of helium because they were like the floaty ones. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So <laughs> they had to come from somewhere and the police yeah. wanted to know where they came from. So yeah, it didn't take long. So those things all came from one place. There was a public supermarket that was, it's called Publix. Oh, not Not windy, just a public. Windy Winks. <laughs> I want to say like Windy Wexes, but I can't remember. Win Dixie. Win Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching you struggle through that was really funny. So anyway, no. So this is a different supermarket called Publix, and it's Publix with an X. Yeah, there's so many and supermarkets this is, with Xs. The Smexes. Yeah, the Smexes. So, so basically, the car was found at a Sainsbury's, but yeah. the, this stuff is from a Tesco. Come on. So. This place is really close to Marlene's house Mm. and it's actually the only place that sold these specific balloons. And in a shocking twist that will surprise all of you, it's even closer to Sheila's apartment. Oh, So it's somewhere between half a mile and one mile away. (laughs) It's it's literally like 10 minutes walk away. You don't need to take the She can probably see it from her window if she looks at the right angle. Probably went window shopping. (laughs) I'm so done with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so a couple of employees there remember that on the same Saturday, two hours before Marlene was shot, a woman came in and bought those exact items. And she had big fake orange hair. <laughs> <laughs> Two balloons, please. <laughs> Thank you kindly. <laughs> She's a clown with converse on. Oh my god! Really fully ready. <laughs> what about the makeup? Does she have the, just the no, nose? Just, just the, the wig. Just the wig. 
So just the way I'm crying. <laughs> I'm actually crying. Oh my god. <laughs> awful lot like Sheila Keen mm. which is a shock does she have a twin so not entertaining that so not long after this police found the origin of the clown costume as well <laughs> so Ooh, in West it? Palm Beach Florida two ladies working at a spotlight costume shop sold a clown costume on Thursday evening wait was the clown costume orange as well no I was gonna say it'd be very funny if it was <laughs> because <laughs> Because if this lady is eventually arrested, then she's in another orange costume. <laughs> and that would be oh some God. magnificent comma for oh Sheila. If it is indeed concert. that. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry for yelling. But it's at kind you. of funny that she, like, used one big baggy colourful <laughs> outfit to commit for another. A crime that yeah. would then cause her to. Oh my God. Be in another one. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm going to get my shit together. So. Thursday evening, two days before Marlene was killed, it was yeah. closing time, and a young woman with long brown hair knocked on the door and mm. was like, help, I need to buy a costume. What the fuck? Yeah, she was like Is real desperate to get tonight? in there. So she chose a clown costume and a big orange fucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... You're like, killing us, have it. I can't even deal with this. So she... And she as well, she's, this is creepy though. She what? asked for makeup that would cover her whole face. Oh, come on. She's like, what the fuck? So That's she was. creepy as hell. Yeah. So I need something that covers me. I need a disguise. It's basically she went in and she was like. She well got a fucking ski mask. So, so she, yeah, she went in and specifically asked for a disguise. That's gross. And the thing is, she wanted, she also wanted to wear her own shoes, not the big ogle clown shoes. Yeah. So she bought the. Outfit, the wig, the nose, and the the makeup. Yeah. And then she left really quickly. So yeah. one of the women working there confidently picked Sheila out of a photo lineup. Ooh. They saw the photo pack wow. and she was like, fucking this bitch. It was that one. The other one. <laughs> the one with the orange <laughs> so, so the other so I can't even. That's like, that's got me so good. <laughs> Just, that's got me so good. Oh my God. The other woman was like, it might have been her, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so but she then... was like less sure, but still also kind of sure. <laughs> yeah, she like, seemed pretty she damn was sure. like, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> and it means like it is. So the thing is, <laughs> it was not looking good for Sheila. No. It was not it wasn't so, looking good. So things were stacking up a little bit. So she had a motive. She seemed to be a fit for witnesses that saw, they also like a suspicious lady buying things. That were really related to the the crime. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, there was no smoking gun. And this is literally Mm. and figuratively because the gun and the costume have never been found, even to this day. 
No. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Now I want to go look for it. Why have you told me that? Even it's probably been eaten by an alligator or something. This is Florida. Then get me the alligators or wherever they <laughs> Get me the alligator on the phone. <laughs> Can you set your tummy, please? So, <laughs> there is a photo of Sheila Warren dressed as a clown for a party. Oh. So, some sources online say mm. that this was before Marlene was killed, when she and Richard lived um, by Lake Okeechobee, and that it's eerie that she then later dressed as a clown again to kill her boyfriend's wife. Mm. However, some other sources say that the photo is from after Marlene's death, and she had the audacity to dress as a clown again after she'd killed Marlene. <laughs> I don't know which sense. way around it is. I don't know. So, a lot of the, most of the articles that have this photo in it are region-locked to America, and I can't mm. read them from here without oh. paying a fucking fee to read it, and I don't want to do that. No. Um, but yeah, I can't find concretely one way or the other yeah. if this photo was before or afterwards. But the fact that it exists at all, and the fact that she did it at all is, I hate it. Yeah. And it's creepy, and I don't like it. Something else. Like, What's I can this? believe this this photograph happened for whichever occasion before yeah. or after, but I believe both things are probably true. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if she did wear it again after that. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing I find weird is just there's a lot of clown-related stuff in this clownery. story. Yeah. Clownery. <laughs> clownery is a verb. Clown is a verb now. But, it like, which I suppose it technically is because you can, like, clown around. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot of... It's a re- it's like a theme. It's like a recurring theme. There's, yeah, it, it there, it's everywhere, and I don't like it. So... Despite all of these bits of anecdotal evidence, Mm. the police cannot make an arrest. So they don't have anything concrete that ties Sheila or Michael to the crime that can be proven in court. There might be witness accounts that say Sheila was at the costume shop, but there's no security footage. They never found any clown wig fibres in her possession. Mm. They found it in the car, but they didn't find anything that put her in the car. Apart from the hair, but they couldn't test it yet. Because so, they, they test the sweat in the converse or anything. Not at this point. So this is like the 90s. Yeah, they still just, early days. Yeah, so it? they don't have anything like on her person yeah. that connects her to the crime. Okay. So it's just, so they never found the weapon. They never found a receipt like on her. For, you know, like how in some cases they'll find like receipts for shit that people have kept because yeah. they're fucking idiots. <laughs> there was nothing like that here. Damn. So... They couldn't really do much because if the police were to arrest her and then she got off in court, they would never be able to charge her for it again because double jeopardy is a fucking bitch and they couldn't risk it. So it's Mm -hmm. frustrating, but they couldn't do much without risking losing the conviction forever. Yeah, I see that. So in later unsealed police files, a lawyer came forward in 1991 with some information for the police. So this got unsealed only a few years ago, but the witness statement was made in 91. So, Christopher DeSantis is an attorney who had previously represented Joe Warren, who's the son, in 1989. Okay, yeah. So, a year before Marlene was killed, Joe Warren got into a bit of a scrap. So, there was, like, him and his friends ended up in a fight and some shit went down and he got done for it. Okay. I think he got off because it was, like, a group of them. Yeah. I think they just slapped everyone with a charge um, to try and find out who did it. Yeah. So... One year before Marlene was murdered, at the courthouse, after the trial was done, Michael Warren took this lawyer, Christopher DeSantis, to one side and asked him a legal question. So DeSantis thought this question was strange, particularly after he found out that the man's wife had been killed later on, which is why he went to the police. The question was, quote, if a husband were to kill his wife, what would happen to her estate? End quote. 
That strange is a loose term for that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I would say of. incriminating. Yeah, incriminating. Alarming. So DeSantis said that he was a bit taken aback, but he also said he often had people asking him funny questions about the law to try and seem a bit like, oh, I'm quirky and interesting. Here's this stupid law question. Yeah. And he used the example, like, if he's at like a cocktail party, people would ask him this kind of dumb shit all the time. Mm -hmm. So he kind of... He humoured him and answered him because he thought that it was just kind of being funny and inappropriate. Just a bit of yeah. yeah. So he said that if he were to kill her himself and was charged with murder, he wouldn't get anything. But if mm. someone else killed her, oh, then no. you could inherit it. Ooh. He also went on to say specifically that <laughs> if he wore a disguise like a clown suit, no, so nobody way. knew your identity if you're a man or a woman, oh, you God. could do it. No. Yeah. At this, this lawyer guy ever been in uh, a childhood home? I don't think so, no. There's just clowns so everywhere. There's no line up to that. Nope. That's creepy. Yep. I'm not blaming it on clowns themselves, but yep. it's just the fact that it's this And in this court TV documentary, this yeah. guy is interviewed and he literally says that he said this. He admits, I wow. said this. Yeah. And you can see in his, that he can't fucking believe it. Yeah. It you can just see the disbelief and he's surreal. like... I literally handed this guy a recipe of how to kill his wife and I didn't mean to. Yeah. Yeah. And specifics. Um, yeah. And he went on to stress, like, I did not suggest that he dress up as a clown and kill his wife. Like, that wasn't the point. No. But yeah, so obviously this was not a tutorial for how to kill your wife, but Michael clearly yeah. took this completely literally as a step-by-step guide. So this was a year before she was killed and Michael's behaviour must have been getting a bit more bizarre because it turns out that Marlene was actually thinking about leaving Michael. Oh, wow. So her parents said that she was considering a divorce and and if anything happened to her, they should look at her husband. She, I hate it when women say this and then they turn up dead. It it happened with Susan Cox Powell and it's happening now and I fucking hate it. So this is so telling. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the most dangerous time in a relationship is when someone tries to leave. She clearly felt like something wasn't right and she was clearly afraid of her husband. So obviously, Marlene managed all of the rental properties, which was undoubtedly where most of the couple's income came from. If Marlene were to leave him, all of that money would leave with her. It would. However, if something happened to Marlene and Michael had nothing to do with it, he would inherit the whole thing. And he he wants that. And he wants that. So nothing happened for a year. So Michael and Sheila became a bit more obvious in their relationship and the couple were kind of openly together to the extent where they went on like holidays together. Although when they were back at home, they still kind of pretended like nothing was going on. So it would be kind of hard to pin them down for anything like completely. Yeah. So police kept an eye on them. They were like, fucking, we know you did it. Yeah. And they surveyed the car business, hoping that one of them would fuck up. Yeah. The case went cold. Damn it. I know. So Michael and Sheila decided, you know what? This is, everyone's forgotten about this. This is fine. So in 2002, they took a trip to Vegas and got married in a casino chapel. That suits them. Trashy. Yeah. On brand for them. Yep. So it was looking more and more like they were flouting their guilt in people's faces, but getting married wasn't enough to arrest them. No. No. Two years after their wedding, after their wedding, (laughs) two years after... Two years after, after two years after their wedding. No, two years after their wedding, yeah. they bought a house together for six hundred thousand dollars. So it's nice to see that Marlene's hard-earned money was going to good use. Yeah, someone else's house. Yeah, he can fuck off. I don't like this guy. So the What's thing is, like? when people found out that the couple had got married, it didn't look great. 
No, I can imagine. So the affair that they denied for all these years was looking more and more like it was actually a motive. Mm -hmm. And the police were like, hmm. Like, oh, oops. (laughs) They were like, oh, would you look at that? So it might not have been enough to arrest them, but finding out that they were now married was actually enough for them to reopen the investigation. And it, But the thing is, it took all the way until 2013 for something concrete to actually happen. So... The original fibre evidence found in the car, the wig hair, was tested and DNA was able to be taken from it. Mm. Not only that, but the Mm. long brown human hair was also tested and DNA was taken from that too. The one that looked like Sheila's? The one that like... So this testing took fucking ages. It was actually three years until they got the results back. Oh my God. But it was worth it because the results came back. And what a fucking shock. It was matched to Sheila Keen. Whoa! I'm, I'm so, surprised. so surprised. Oh my god! Fucking clown bitch. Beautiful. So the police were moving in. So they tracked down the couple who now lived in Virginia. Oh. Sheila had changed her name to Debbie. What? Which I think was her actual middle name. Oh. And then she double barreled her name to Keen Warren. So she was like Debbie Keen Warren. Debbie Keen. Yeah. Keen so Keen Warren. <laughs> I knew I'd heard Keen Warren from somewhere and I was like, if I just say this myself, I'm going to... So, nobody in the small town knew of the couple's bloody past, as let's face it, it was on the other side of the country over 20 years ago. Yeah, and if they didn't know, they'd probably boot them out. Yeah, so the people in the local area thought that they were a great couple. They were always pleasant, always nice, and they were really helpful to all their neighbours and everything. They even ran a restaurant together called The Purple Cow. (laughs) Yeah. What a name. I know. (laughs) So... I've seen a picture of it and it's got like a big awning on the outside of it that's just like purple with spots on. Does it move at night? I don't know. It should. But it's not like... It's not... Is it kind of drab? Kind of. It sounds uh, like they'd make it dull. They'd find a way to make purple cow dull. I'll show you. It yeah. seems a bit like kitschy. Oh. Do you kind of yeah. know what I mean? I get it with the shoulders, yeah. I did a little shoulder thing. Yeah, so anyway, so Sheila was finally arrested. Oh yeah, they lived in a gorgeous house on a lake and they had a little boat and everything. That sounds so nice. Motherfuckers. So Sheila was finally arrested in September 2017. So what happened was Sheila and Michael were driving and they were pulled over and Sheila was like scooped out in handcuffs. Ooh, wow. Interestingly, when they were like, you're under arrest, bitch, she didn't really question what was going on. She just was like, is Michael being arrested too? Do you like what I've come from my husband, though? Yeah. That's unbelievable. So she's been charged with first-degree murder with a firearm, and she faces life in prison if she's convicted of this. And in her mugshot, she's fucking beaming. Why? She is, like, really fucking happy. Why, She's probably smug as fuck that she got away with killing someone for 27 years, and she probably thinks that she can get away with it some more. Because, after all, she's basically lived a lifetime after gunning someone down. True. So she's yeah, probably she's, so when she was arrested, what? she was probably like, "This will never stick. They don't have anything on me." Yeah. So she was probably just feeling really cocky. Mm. However, some of that arrogance is probably fading a bit now because this is like six years later. Oh, yeah, the defense has put forward several motions to have some evidence excluded, like the witnesses from the costume sh- store and things related to the witness sightings at the house. Mm. But the trial hasn't actually happened yet, oh, so we're still okay. waiting on it. And obviously, once the trial goes ahead, we'll update you on it. But for now, that's where the story stands. So Sheila is in jail. She's been in and out of court. Trial is waiting to happen. We're up to current day. And we're up to current day. Wow. So the trial is, I think it's slated to go ahead for May this year. So we've got like two months. So once it starts happening, we can update you. Holy shit. But yeah, so it's going to be soon. 
Awesome. Apparently. But, like, the defence has been trying to delay it as much as possible with all these bullshit, like, oh, yeah, excuse me, to, like, remove this. Erase the husband, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that shit. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Wow. That was an interesting story. I didn't know that one. Really? Really. I didn't oh, know cool. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you're listening at home, driving in your car, yeah. doing your ironing, your car. cooking, <laughs> I hope that that was an interesting little story. Yeah, I hope you had some fun and some giggles. Yeah. Because we had a we had a fun time with this one. Just say. to highlight, because I get paranoid that people are going to hate me, we <laughs> enjoyed laughing at the perpetrator, not at the victim. Yeah, I'm just definitely. saying, the murder isn't funny. No. But this fucking clown-ass bitch mm-hmm. is funny because she's dumb. And yes. that's what I'm laughing at. Exactly. Just when I know I repeat it a lot, but I don't want anyone to think I'm laughing about murder because that's not funny. No, it's not. We wouldn't laugh at that. Anyway, I hope you had a nice time listening. And yeah. I hope you have, you're having a nice day. <clears throat> it was nice to see you guys again and talk to you about crime. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. And do you have anything? that you want to add mm. to the end of this apart from obviously we'll update you when things happen in this case when things get moving again yeah we'll do a little a little update but <clears throat> all the time but no but yeah. like, no I'm good I think I think we're good yeah yeah it's nice to be back on the mic talking. it's been like a week I know but it always feels so long it always feels like a month or like a yeah. long time and then I, I, I plop my butt down and I'm like I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's sign off because once again, we're doing this too late. It's past my bedtime because yeah. I'm an old, old lady and I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So have a lovely day, night, morning, evening, whatever. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.